All culture. I, I do this for my culture. Black culture and hip hop culture. It's Corners of the Culture with D-Lo and KC. Hitting the record button now because these dudes in here quoting paid in full. They in here reciting the whole movie. You tough. You be all right. <laughs> in a blanket, a thermometer. <laughs> we tough, welcome right? you in to the latest edition of, I'm sure a paid in full episode is on the way. Oh, man, you got to. Uh, we welcome you into the latest edition of Corners of the Culture. Uh, I'm D-Lo. He's KC. Yeah, yeah. Along with the dope ones. Peace. Don is dope. Uh, we're so happy that you're here with us. We apologize for the uh, kind of d- different uh, episode. The the Ty Dolla Sign conversation was meant to be uh, in addition to mm-hmm. uh, the episode that we recorded. And we did record an episode last week, uh, what I thought was a very good one. We're not exactly sure what happened to it. Like we have it, we can hear it, we can see it. It just the audio quality is, as I said on the introduction of the Ty Dolla Sign interview, it wasn't good enough to put out on podcast. So we have quadruple checked all of the sound today. We believe everything is up. I mean, if you're listening to this, obviously everything went the way that it was supposed to. So um, we Check did we did have a conversation on the the marriage of of athletes and sports, and we thought it was a great conversation. We think it's worth hearing. It's difficult to try to recreate that seven days later. Right. So it's something that we can always dip back Circle into back. later, uh, kind of maybe with a, a, a fresh perspective where mm-hmm. we're not trying to recite everything we did last week. Right. Because uh, there's no obviously there's no way that that it would work. So we could bring kind of a new outlook on that uh, down the road. But it's definitely a conversation uh, we'll revisit. Uh, but again, we're happy that you're here. We hope you enjoyed that conversation uh, with Ty Dolla Sign. A lot more artist interviews coming. Uh, yeah, the here on interview was dope. Yeah, the yeah, tie was a lot of fun to hang out with, man. He was, uh, you know, Casey. I thought you said this perfectly on D'Lo and Casey. He's he's a he is a tremendous musician. Mm-hmm. We look at him as a hip hop artist. When I do walked in the building, he was singing. He didn't rap one time. Hmm. He sang in the studio. Uh, he sang at dinner. Uh, he sang just walking around. He never rapped, never dropped a bar. Like right. he sings. Right, yeah. And when he talks about his album, he's really proud of like the production part mm-hmm. of it. Like he's proud of the sound of it. You never hear him like go like, yo, I just dropped this bar. He's like, hey, I want you to hear this and hear how it sounds. And, right. you know, I'm sure that's from, you know, his his dad, who was a member of Lakeside, who we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just the, the the musician in him. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed spending time with him. I enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, man. And like I mentioned, man, you get into that catalog and you just start like seeing different hits here. I keep going down the list. And it's like, man, this dude, he's been putting out hit after hit, collab after collab, feature, all this other stuff. And you start to do a timeline and you're like, damn, this came out in like 2012. Right. We're in 2023. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude got a decade of, yeah. of putting out hits yeah he's been you in the game I mean? for a minute man yeah. he's just he's about to drop a video with uh larry june i think today it comes out that's yeah. probably gonna be crazy yeah yeah and when you talk about you know a, a decade in the game well he's got a while to catch up with the not necessarily artist that we're talking about but album that mm. we're talking about uh this season of corners of the culture started with a uh conversation on 30 years of the chronic mm-hmm. Well, it seems uh, this episode will be a fitting companion piece to that as we're now in the 30th year of Doggy Style. Mm. Wow. Uh, Snoop Dogg's oh, debut That's album. Crazy. Snoop Dogg's highly anticipated uh, debut album. 11 million copies sold worldwide. 7 million 
uh, in the United States and one of the most anticipated hip hop releases I can remember ever. Certainly at the time, uh, Donnie, the most anticipated hip hop release that I can remember, you know, at the, I was 13 years old when this dropped and I knew I couldn't wait for this album to come out. <laughs> I was nine and I knew Snoop was about to take <laughs> over the world just because of his impact on the chronic. Like yeah. you couldn't deny the chronic was the was Snoop's introduction to the world. Right. So when Doggy Style dropped, come on, man, it was a rap. Starting with the, the album cover, which is iconic in mm -hmm. and of itself, which was done by I think it was Snoop's cousin. I think Joe Cool was his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, but just setting setting it off just from the the cover as a kid, I was like, "Yo, what is this? Is this a comic book? Like, I need this right here. Yeah. Like, this is crazy." But when I first heard Gin and Juice, when I first heard Gin and Juice, it was just like it was it, the only thing I can compare it to. And mind you, I was nine years old, but the only thing I can compare it to was when I first heard Cream. It was like it was just it just it just sucked me in like yeah. it was just it was just you know everywhere you know mm -hmm. what i mean and to this day it remains you know just one of my favorite songs of all yeah. time it's timeless yo yeah. so it's that's timeless that's interesting it was gin and juice for you it was which, gin and juice which one was it for sure. you it was what's my name yeah me yeah. too what's my me name? too and then there yeah. was like uh we talked about this with um i think it was missy we kind of talked about this with shout out to missy by the way um yeah lots of love on social media yes, for missy Elliott. Yeah. Shout, out shout out to missy there um, is no one better by the way if, sorry i just want to point this out there is no one better at tagging a subject of a conversation uh, or a piece of art knows. than this brother right here <laughs> he knows how this, to maneuver this brother has gotten corners yeah. of the culture um and I'm this trying. is this is dumb i'm pointing at him like like <laughs> like like you can see don is dope has gotten um Corners of the Culture acknowledged by Alan Hughes mm -hmm. uh, and Missy Elliott. Yeah. Uh, and that's always, it's always cool to see the um, subjects of our conversation. Hey, we, we, see that. We got to get us out there. You know yeah, what I mean? We got to let them know, man. That's You're, killing, it. You're killing it on that that's, for sure. I appreciate it. When I, because cause it, I was saying it, it matched up with the anticipation yeah. of Doggy Style and Snoop. So like we had heard him on the chronic. We, you know, featured on some stuff, whatever. And it was just like, all right, now this guy, this, this Snoop Dogg guy, mm -hmm. this Snoop, Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoopy, yeah. this, Snoop, what the, this uh, guy Snoop, he coming out with his own album and his own song. And then What's My Name dropped. And it's like, damn. He did it. Yeah. Now this dude, okay. Now yeah. he he did now it. Don't get shit. me wrong. He here. I, I love I love what's my name. I, but I think just something about the way that the beat comes on, the Jenna Juice, do -do 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 -do, like the way it hits, it just got me. But the video for what's my name when he turns into the when he turns into the mm -hmm. Rottweiler, <laughs> bruh, come on, like well, that's, classic. That's how I feel about what's my name when the beat drops. Like yeah, da -da -da -da. Yeah, yeah, no, it's hard. And you wrong. talk about like Snoopy, Snoopy Dog. What, what is this? After what's my name drop, you knew who yeah, it was. Yeah, you definitely knew because everybody was singing that hook. Yeah, yeah. they were Snoop Dogg. That, that shit. Is but I feel like I was dog. singing the Jenna Juice hook too. No, you know what I'm saying? Like it was well, Jenna Juice to me was was a a flawless follow up. Yeah, because like yeah, because what's my name came out. And it was like. Okay, you know, this guy, you know, he's he's legit, he's here. What's my name is a smash, he's followed it up with that, and then comes out with gin and juice, and it's like, well, this this guy ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's not going nowhere. That's Everything he touched right now is 
fire. Yeah. And then it got to the point where people were like, gin and juice is like, you have these discussions around the playground or mm-hmm. wherever, like gin and juice probably actually more fire than what's my name. Like that's, that's how hard gin and juice hit because what's my name went crazy when it came out. I, I just and then gin and juice is like this, this joint might be rolling down the street smoking it. Oh my god! Like this makes exactly. it even harder. Exactly. I just remember being on the bus, just looking out the window, singing that <laughs> with my mind, with my mind on my money and my money and my money on my mind. It's just yeah, yeah, man. It's just amazing. But you know, for for it to be so anticipated and for it to live up and exceed the hype. It, mm-hmm. I mean, and then for it to kind of be like in retrospect, because I personally did not delve into the album probably until, you know, middle school, like 12, 13, like my nine year old ears couldn't appreciate the whole album. Right. right. But when I went back and started, you know, just compiling up all the albums that, you know, I kind of missed when I was younger, it was definitely a continuation of the chronic. Dare I call oh, it yeah. the chronic part two. Yeah. Almost, you know? Just sonically, it was just of that caliber and that G-Funk, you know, sound. And you know what's the funny part about that is, is because I think most people, including us, will link the two albums together. Yeah. Dre's not on the doggy style. Like, there's no verse from Dr. Like, Snoop's all over the chronic. Now, that's obviously Dr. Dre. That's the way he works. That's, that's you know, his preference is probably all by design. Right. But we look at these two albums as so, like, in sync together and you recognize Dre doesn't make a single vocal appearance on on Doggy Style. Wait, yeah. he doesn't? No, he's not. Doesn't he say something in um, what's my name? Just like a one liner? I don't think so. No? Maybe he did. Maybe maybe he does. But I yeah. know he ain't dropping ain't bars, no bars anywhere. Right? Fact. Yeah, he That's ain't dropping fact. bars anywhere. That's on a it. fact. Whereas Snoop, the part of the reason this album was so anticipated mm-hmm. was because uh, Deep Cover. You know, right. the track from Deep Cover. Absolutely. And and then, you know, he's all over the chronic. Yeah. Like he he really stood out. Like he was the the, the as brilliant as the chronic was. He was the, kind of the shining piece in for all of sure. that. Yeah. He was the anchor. Do, it, mm-hmm. for sure. Would yeah. you would you guys say up until that point, that was the most anticipated album? That I pop history that I can remember. That I can remember too. Yeah, that I, I, I that I can remember for I, sure. I, I, I think it was. I, yeah. I think at that point it, in the history of hip hop, nobody so had a debut album that was more anticipated. Well, there's that. a caveat to that. I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. there's a caveat to that, and it's we're in California, mm-hmm. and Donnie, I don't know where you were at the time, but I was in Florida, so we're we're in California. I think people in New York will tell you, nah, that entered a Wu-Tang. Yeah. yeah that was the that. most anticipated hip-hop yeah. album of all time. But it feels like, like, I knew Wu-Tang, but I really knew Wu-Tang because of Rap City. Right. Mm-hmm. Rap City felt like it was a, a an East Coast-based, like, hip-hop show. That's how I got turned on to Wu-Tang. Right. The streets, all, that's all they was talking about. Right. Was enter the Wu-Tang, when the album finally drops, when the album finally drops. Here, it felt like everyone was talking about Snoop. So mm-hmm. in 93, whew, hip-hop was probably, I mean, certainly more so than it is today. Hip-hop was still so regional back then. Oh, I, sure. I, I don't do, know if New York was talking about doggy style do we, dropping. Do we have actual dates of when when I, in 93? Yeah, November. November I believe it's November 23rd. Uh, and when was, when was, was, when was Wu-Tang? Though. Earlier. November twenty third, nineteen ninety three. Uh, Enter the Wu Tang dropped 
on. <laughs> you ready for this? Uh, November 9th. Wow. 1993. <laughs> wow. Wow. That I did not know. Wow. Enter the Wu Tang in doggy style dropped within three weeks wow. of each other. Damn. That's Damn. Crazy. Yeah, I would have guessed Enter the Wu Tang came out early. Yeah, that's what I would have thought too. Early 93. I still and 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 I think I understand your point. You're probably right about it. I think nationwide, I still think Doggy Style was. And you know why? Because the why? chronic was so the big. way. Now the, the way chronic. that they sold. Yeah, that's why. The way that's it. The way that they sold speaks to your point, though. Because mm. Doggy Style sold crazy. Mm. Yeah, Wu Tang didn't. No. Wu, I mean, it's obviously it's it's it sold well in 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 the immediate immediacy of its release. But this, the end of the Wu Tang was a street record. Yeah, right? for sure. It's not. It's it's not anymore. Right. But in November, what what, what we say, November eight, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. It was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was no, um, I not disrespecting the chronic when I said, but there was no opener for Wu Tang. No nah, opener for Doggy not. Style. Yeah. It was, was no intro. To it was Wu-Tang. the streets. They just yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Just like oh man, this this is crazy. You heard these dudes coming. The the chronic once once the chronic dropped. And it was what it was. And then people started to hear, oh, Snoop about to do his own project at that. I don't know how long the it it probably felt like a year plus, but I don't know if it was actually that long. But once that got out, like Snoop about to come out with his own joint from that moment, I can't wait. I can't wait. I think it's a year. I I, thinking back to the Dr. Dre episode. I think it's a year. By the way, Enter the Wu-Tang sold uh, has sold three million. Uh, to date, let me check one thing because I feel like the chronic was November the prior year, wasn't it? Sounds Which would right. make it like yeah, a year. It, it was December. Yeah. Yeah. It was December fifteenth, nineteen ninety two. Wow. So eleven months between the chronic and doggy, mm, style. doggy style. Yeah, mm. that's a lot of anticipation. Yeah, it is. It definitely <laughs> is. But it, you know, again, if it, it lived up to the hype, I mean, if I mean, just the way that that sound sort of defined the West Coast for years to come it's like you know mm-hmm. if the chronic was like the smack in the face like this is what west coast is mm-hmm. then doggy style was the proverbial like kicking the nuts like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying salt tea nuts <laughs> <laughs> and then you got these refresh- nuts <laughs> you guys refresh my memory here when was the murder trial so oh that's so interesting bro the murder trial was in 94 he was he he was he it the happened in 94 he had already done the song that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing like mm-hmm. i remember thinking he made that song mm-hmm. because, because of the trial but was, that was like done. you know life imitating art almost because yeah. he dropped that yeah 93 um i don't even think it was a single yet and then the trial happened and then it became a single yeah you know what i'm saying and then i think from 95 to 96 he was fighting that case and it was huge mm-hmm. it was huge and it was like in a way you know not the best way but it kept Snoop's name sort of in the media mm-hmm. uh, because it, it you know, it, it was doggy style, then the trial, and then right after the trial, he did the dog father. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him to make that song prior to that whole thing happening is like really prophetic almost. So the incident happened while he was recording doggy style mm-hmm. in 1993. Mm-hmm. The, so as we're, we've been introduced to Snoop Dogg. Right. He's about to explode on a massive, massive level with the release of Doggy Style. 
the trial and verdict, and we could think back to to the Dear Mama episode right. where Pac is outside the courtroom. Today yeah. is all about our brother Snoop. That was 96. February of ninety six. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, so for, for now, and the, and the crazy part is, and over his head for now. And for this real. is this is a doggy style episode, um, which you I guess you could call this, you know, corners of the culture Snoop Doggy Dog Part One because there could be five more episodes on yeah. on Snoop, but. Thinking back to, and it's something that's always fascinated me about Snoop because of where he is now. Snoop was introduced, again, remember, this incident happened while he was recording Doggy Style. Mm -hmm. So he's out there because of the chronic. He's out there because of Deep Cover. This massive album is about to drop. And when it does, he's in this murder thing, this murder trial. Yeah. And for the first... Real quick thing, for people who listen who don't know, like, he didn't murder somebody. No, he was no. his bodyguard. Did, but he was an somebody. accomplice because he drove the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And for the first three really, really public years, or for, for three of the four really first public years of Snoop Dogg, he's got a trial for murder hanging over his head. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're introduced to him. Yeah. Now he's the big he's one of the biggest spokespeople in the world now. Yeah. You know, corona on the big yeah, every like everything. Like he's he He's, he's wrestling like he's wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah. He he's so good. Something's going wrong at WrestleMania, and he's picking <laughs> up the script right where it left off. And it's crazy to think like, yo, this dude was what nineteen? Yeah, yeah. When we were introduced 19, to him 20, something on trial crazy. for murder. Yeah, and now he's he's the most lovable spokesperson like yeah. on the planet. Like he's he gives speeches on yeah. on, on on seeing things through. He's coach yeah. Snoop. Yeah, right. Yeah, football league. And it's crazy, like when you when you think of to your point, Damien, when you think of a a visual, you know, at least as a, a young kid, and then probably like what mainstream America was thinking, a visual of what a gangster was. Snoop looked like a gangster, right? Mm-hmm. Like an LA gangster. His hair, he had a look. His, his look was kind of yeah, yeah. His look was menacing, you know, yeah, to a yeah. certain degree, like. He wasn't like this big buff dude, but he looked like oh, that's 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 what a gangster looked like. No, that's a fact, and yeah. I think I think well, when you talk about what's my name, um, it was so West Coast. So we go back to being regional. Mm-hmm. It was like so West Coast, and I was just so in the East Coast at the mm-hmm. time, you know. And even like years later, like because shit, them songs was on heavy rotation on the radio for years mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I hadn't still like fully, fully embraced the sound or the look mm-hmm. because I attributed that look to gang culture, which of course Snoop was affiliated with. Mm-hmm. He was a crip, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there was something about that, like you said, menacing, but in a different kind of way. Um, but at the same time, the album as a whole, just like the chronic, is more is 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 more of a party, it's mm-hmm. more, it's more upbeat. So when I really got in. To, to doggy style like you get into sort of a it's fun like it's a fun sort of lifestyle it's not so like i, I don't know like a like a mc8 for example where hmm. it's just more yeah. yeah where it's more gutter you know what i mean where it's just more <laughs> just rough rugged MC8 LA in stuff. The fucking <laughs> you know what i'm saying so and then and then it was really melodic too um so it's just like so many things that were almost breaking the mold, if not creating a mold for what West Coast rap was, as opposed to like 
where East Coast real grimy stuff was, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I, I almost like wish I got into it earlier. Mm -hmm. Like I sort of wrote it off for that very reason. Like, yeah, Snoop, Snoop looked like he'll, you know, <laughs> he'll pop somebody, you know what <laughs> I mean? If he's just, you know, looked at wrong. Right. But Snoop, I mean, yeah, like he's, I knew Snoop was an icon when I saw him on The Price is Right. He just like walked <laughs> on stage and was like next to Drew Carey. Like, yeah, bid 300 on this, you know, like yeah. Snoop's an icon straight up. But to yeah. see him come from that shy, you right. know, kid to this icon now is just a testament to what a star, you know, he has always what, been. What was that? Um I think that was your own TV raps where he was on with Dre. He was barely saying he was, two he was words. so shy. He, was barely, he wouldn't even like, look at the camera. Like, yeah, it's crazy to see. Well, Snoop was a legitimate gangster. Yeah, no, right? for he sure. was a crip, right? Well, and was, yeah. and and it's it's fascinating. He did the Pivot podcast, which is a really really good podcast with Ryan Clark and 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 Fred Taylor and some of them dudes over there. And you know the whole the whole gist of the podcast is like, it's called the pivot. Like, how do you, you know, there, there's always a question of how did you pivot? And it's mm -hmm. a, you know, they had the rock on. It's like, how did you pivot from knowing your football career was over to wrestling? And with Snoop, Snoop was talking about his, his lifestyle. And he recognized when he got to a certain point, he had to go to the people he was with and say like, yo, I love you guys. And I appreciate you guys we're not on the same path anymore. Mm. Like you're on that path that we used to be on and I'm on a different path and it's clear we can't roll together. He had to leave that behind. And it was a long time before he left that behind. It was, I mean, we, we, we talked, I, well, I guess, I guess, I guess in actuality it wasn't, it was probably after the death row stuff. So you're talking 96, 97, 98, when that stuff gets put behind him, he gets to, and he really credits Master P for a lot of this. Master P putting him like he said he had nothing yeah, in his name death at death row. Like he had no houses, no cars, like none of that stuff. Yeah. It was all shooks. Like we, you know, the same thing same that happened thing with Pac. We, we learned in the documentary. Yep. And he said he signed with No Limit. Gets to New Orleans. Master P took him to a neighborhood and said, OK, what house do you want? It's for you and your wife. Like, what house do you want? And Snoop's like, what are you talking about? He's like pick one of these houses yeah well, i want this one he said great it's your house and he bought it it was his house in his name mm -hmm. and i think that was th that that sparked and i think snoop will tell you this that sparked the growth in what we saw when doggy style dropped in 1993 to what we see now mm -hmm. it yeah. was master p that really helped initiate that and right. say what you were doing isn't the way you do this like right. You're a businessman right. and you have the ability to make money for a long, long time, right. not just through music, but through like this house that you just bought. This house is an investment. It's not a depreciating asset. It's an investment for you and your family yeah. to have for the rest of your lives or until you can cash out at it. Yeah. But you have this and Master P really uh, helped instill that in him. And I think he bridged he bridged the doggy style Snoop that we met. To the Snoop Dogg that we know today, and that you know, it's all credit to to Master P. That that seems like, to a certain degree, like the normal um, evolution of a of a young man, right? Like we introduced to Snoop at like nineteen years old, like nineteen year olds from the best neighborhoods in the world ain't thinking about, you know, let me make sure stuff is in my name, and you know, and, and I'm getting this money. Like they're all thinking about. 
partying and bullshit. Right. You know what I mean? And to have somebody have a big homie like Master P come in there and help him out in that situation in that way is priceless. But I even think back to like to to get back to doggy style. Oh, he's 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he made that album. Yeah. We talk all the time, and rightfully so. We talk all the time about Nas and Elmatic and what he was able to put together at that age. And I know this is just a different, a different way of you know going about hip hop and getting your message out there in a day in a life of your life, like we talked about with the chronic. But dude was 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And then if like if we then he did what he did with Doggy Style, and then if we like really want to, you know give him the credit he deserves for it. He did that with the chronic for sure <laughs> at 19, 20 years old. Like that, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. What he was able to put together yeah. with, with not only the chronic, but then followed up with doggy style with his name on it. Right. Right. No, I mean, I just thinking about all of that. And I even, I, I even read something, um, a, 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 a news I don't know if it was a news article or a magazine article but it's basically Snoop saying to the effect like I know the power I have I didn't know but the chronic sort of empowered him it gave him this confidence like oh mm. like I'm I'm legit like he talked about how he felt like he wasn't a good rapper he felt like he was he didn't have confidence like he does now and in, in the onset when the chronic was being recorded he was a little I don't know. I don't know if apprehensive is the word, but I don't think he had that full confidence mm-hmm. in himself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, DOC helped instill a lot of confidence in him lyrically. Like he was like, you know, get in and get out and, you know, be concise, say what you want to say. And then, you know, juxtapose it with, you know, something melodic because we know you like music. He was always trying to infuse like that melodic part of his, his, his uh, creative style. But just the confidence that we see from, just a chronic to doggy style because he had said something like, okay, I know y'all think that I'm glorifying street life and, 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 and gang violence, but I'm really just bringing it to you Mm -hmm. and reporting on what's going on in my neighborhood. But I know that if I say in my records, don't kill people won't kill because he knew he had, he he had the ear of the streets. He had Mm -hmm. the ear of the youth. Right. But then, to have such a massive impact on music, but that whole death row situation go to shit the way it did and be left with nothing. You know, it could have turned out bad for Snoop in mm-hmm. a way. You know what I mean? If, if Master P didn't step in and instill that sense of entrepreneurial, <laughs> you know, you, you independence. Know what, yeah, as you, as you say that, it sparks to mind another memory. You know where else Master P stepped in? Hmm. You know Snoop recorded a record called Fuck Death Row? Oh yeah, and he said, that, "Don't yeah. do it." Yeah, he Snoop he recorded it. a record called yeah, "Fuck Death that. Row." Yeah, I remember and, hearing about that. And it was make, yeah, make yeah. Master P told him, "Like this record's gonna get you killed." Yeah, yeah for real. Because you, you see what was coming out. off Pac and Big. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't go down that road. Yeah. And I mean, he was pissed. Like he yeah. did all of that, sold all them records, and had nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, Master P was a godsend for Snoop because had he not stepped in, you know, who knows? And I was thinking about this too. Um, and he even said it, it was like when he went to No Limit, it was like school for him. It was legitimately mm-hmm. like school. It was kind of regimented. You talk about home ownership. You talk about, you know, being a businessman and an artist, mm-hmm. you know, that was like almost boot camp for it. But I was thinking, and not to get too far ahead of doggy style, but after 
doggy style. This I can't think of a hit Snoop had. He didn't until like the like, dog father. Like the dog yeah, father didn't really. It didn't drop do anything because yeah. Dre wasn't attached yeah. to dog father. You know? Yeah, Dre didn't do anything on dog father. Right, and then the no limit stuff because I remember seeing the paid the cost to be the boss with the pen and pixel cover. I'm like, oh, Snoop. Like, I had no idea how good it was for him to be well, on No Limit. I'm just looking at it from the music. He, like, it ain't so going to be the mean, same. Like, are you, when you say, I don't know what hit he had, including No Limit or before? Oh, I thought you meant until No Limit. Until No Limit. But I until mean, no even when I saw, I know he has some joints. Yeah, the dog father didn't. The dog father didn't no, do that anything. That was a, a, a tough yeah. follow-up. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. Snoop's upside your head and Vapors was the only Things that were close. Yeah, I think Vapors had a video, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how you had. But just Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Wilson, Wilson, Wilson was on that yeah. joint. Yeah, he was, yeah. In, he was in a jail or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. But I, I just, you know, I, I personally, I'm happy Snoop has become the icon that he is, and it is a, a you know, a, almost like a coming of age tale. His, his, you know, progression to where he is now, because that, that was a hard. Like it was a hard fall, real like that quick mm -hmm. drop from you know mm -hmm. the momentum he had. Um, because doggy style, I mean, just going through it, it's like it's almost a no skip album, with the exception of the first song. <laughs> I I mean, and no disrespect to Lady of Rage, but I I I I don't hate the song, but that's the only song that I would just like kind of just casually skip, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But doggy style as a whole, it's just almost flawless to me. In, in doggy style, I'm going to ask another question here. Does that album have, uh, I, I don't know if this is technically a B side, but does it have the most famous or well-known B side song? On there, ain't because no fun. Ain't no fun. <laughs> Everybody knows every word of "ain't no fun," bro. And it wasn't a single. It was, and not it gets a played in in every yeah, cut to this day. Yeah. And everybody not. know every word of it. Is there a bigger? It's a terribly inappropriate. It's, it's so anyway. problematic. Yeah, it's so, terribly it's so problematic, but it's so brilliant at the same. I mean, and it's really just it's Nate. I, I mean, for him to come up with that song to be so infectious, like mm -hmm. I knew every word. <laughs> At like eleven, and, I and that's not the have. struggle with it. Like everybody knows every word. Yeah. Like they did a blackish episode on this song. Yeah. Like, yeah, this song is just terribly, terribly inappropriate. Yeah, There's, I I know specifically, housewives today that if I brought them in the studio right now, you'd be like, <laughs> no way. Knows every word, mm -hmm, sings crazy. it, loves mm -hmm. it, loves the song. It's <laughs> <This is> crazy. <laughs> is that the most famous? I'll call it a B side track. B side track. That we can think of right now. It's up there. Hit him up was a B side track. I, I mean, don't think uh, the house, I don't think yeah. the housewife know hit him up. Yeah, though. it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's shout it's out to Nate Dog for making gang rape sound so good. <laughs> oh, God almighty, man. <laughs> didn't even get I really Bell wish you would right phrase now. that differently. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to talk. <laughs> We don't need to talk about how some of this just ages. How do you know? So, well, me, well, it doesn't matter what the crew oh, used to man. do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think the other Snoop also had a, a Snoop was a lot like Easy in that they had a unique sound to their that to their mm, flow. That sound. And Snoop had you know you know Easy had almost a high 
nasally sound yeah. and mm-hmm. and snoop had like he 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 did he didn't have like a he talked about the the interview with with dre on on you know yom tv raps or whatever it was it was just kind of like quiet yeah snoop almost had a quiet delivery yeah uh, in 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 the way that he rapped it was very calm it wasn't like overly aggressive yeah in, in terms of the delivery the lyrics that's different but right. like the delivery was just he was it was laid back snoop that's an excellent yeah. point by you because his voice and his delivery fit so perfectly with the music mm-hmm. with the culture mm-hmm. with where he was from like it was it was la for sure it was la it was palm trees big like yeah. it was it fit perfect that's an excellent point by you like it it wasn't aggressive but it just it's it's hard to put this specific word around it but it fit perfectly no, with absolutely. everything that went along with with the Snoop Dogg uh, persona, the death row, the L.A. persona, everything. Yeah, he personified L.A. 100%, you mm-hmm. know, and I think the genius and the foresight of, of Dr. Dre to make him so prevalent on the chronic, mm-hmm. um, you know, he kind of uses Snoop like an instrument in that mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, his flow, because Snoop isn't the most lyrical MC. He's not, you know, doing no intricate it's not bars. like oh look at those bars you know what I'm yeah. he don't have no not like cole nah he was never he was never super lyrical but it was absolutely his delivery was absolutely his you know just smooth you know melodic it was catchy it was so mm-hmm. catchy mm-hmm. and then you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't contrived that's how he spoke right you know what right. I'm saying? to the wow creeping <laughs> yeah. and crawling i mean how many times did he spell his name on snoop <laughs> and just it sounded cool as shit every time he did it you know because he knew his voice was an instrument and i think it's just it's carried over to everything to his movies Mm -hmm. to voiceovers to Mm -hmm. you know the boondocks it's Mm -hmm. like you know it's snoop but it's like it works in all of these different you know and genres and, and i also love and respect and appreciate how he never tried to change that up nah like he never it's like oh i'm a rapper now i gotta have a rapper voice nah it's like you said the way he raps is how he talks exactly he the only time he that. changed it up was on sensual seduction but he killed that though. i love oh, that song yeah, he did. i love that yeah. song that and the bad. video is yeah, classic and, and even even when he went to no limit like he was still snoop, he was still though. snoop mm-hmm. you know he was still snoop with bitch please. the sound and the presentation was the different color yeah yeah like yeah d p g yeah like he, he was still him Absolutely. the whole time and and you know it's it's ironic um that he, he maybe had confidence issues because him just being who he was all the time is the ultimate confidence the ultimate sign of confidence yeah like, i don't have to conform to anything i'm snoop and i'm gonna just be me right and i appreciate that so much yeah you know? nah, same. want to acknowledge too the murder was the case mm-hmm. and the like short film that dropped with it when they when they when they dropped i think it i think it was first really i think it was on like pay-per-view like they they wow. they dropped uh yeah. some I people listening like some that. some people listening yeah. what the fuck is pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> you see kids back in the day what they used to do is but it, it was the, the the music video and they dropped uh an entire soundtrack for that which is what gave us which i think is just a grossly underrated record incredibly aggressive but you, it, if you ever know you're gonna get in a fight and you need a hype record put on dre and cube natural born killers natural before because that 
that it was that it is it's weird murder was the case video brought us a soundtrack and right. that's where natural born killers came yeah. from and that's where that remix for murder was the case came from which i think is better than the original yeah that murder was the case was cold yeah, it was and the whole concept of the record is is wild yeah uh like again you talk about snoop being like a lyricist that song brought snoop the storyteller nah mm. for sure because you sit down and you follow that story like oh this shit is wild yeah he's, he's talking about signing a soul over and everything that comes with it yeah that was a great record yeah, yeah. i just remember that mtv performance the mtv yeah. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah i remember i watched that, that gif live. is still run to this yeah. day yeah where snoop pops up from the dead from the dead yeah, yeah. what yeah. now that i think about it when what was going on on the source awards was Doggy Style out? Doggy Style was out. That was 94, wasn't it? Yeah, that was 94. Doggy so Style. Doggy Style was out. Yeah, that was probably for the same record, right? It was probably Snoop, Ready to Die. For the because because uh, well, big when he year. said we yeah. ain't got no love for the uh we ain't gonna well because that's that bro, yeah. they won something. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out what they won. It felt like Dre won something. I think because Dre producer was of the year. Yeah, I think. Okay, that's that might have been think. what it was. Because that's why he was up there. They won something. Yeah. And it was kind of getting booed a little bit, right. you know. New York, and then right, Snoop that's what Snoop said. The famous, the East Coast ain't got no love. And right. then, and, and I'm guessing I don't know Big, where we at. Big, and and Snoop were probably up for New Artist of the Year. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what Big won yeah. at the end of the night, yo, Brooklyn in the house yep. or whatever he said there. Yeah, which was fascinating to hear on the Dear Mama. When I didn't know this, I, I think you guys have brought it up before, but I didn't know that Snoop had kind of gone on record. In the midst of all that, I was like, man, I ain't got no problem with Biggie. Yeah. You know, I, well, that was like, later. That was 96 that he said that. Right. No, no but I, I just, I never knew he said that while Pac was here in the midst of all that. Oh. I never, I never knew he, because he's, what he say? He was on Hot 97 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Days after yeah. the, after uh, the it was show. after the MTV Awards yeah. show in 96. And, right. it, and like, that's, that's right. that was Snoop, that, that was Snoop's big moment in the, in the Dear Mama doc where he mm -hmm. was like, the last time we saw, we weren't talking. Like, he yeah. was pissed. And then the next, and then he make it off the plane, right? He had the knife and the like. I don't know, like that's terrifying. That's hell. It's like your security can't fly with you. That's how y'all gonna take me out on the plane? All right, motherfucker, I'm gonna fly Southwest. Then right, I'm gonna find that JetBlue flight back to get that JetBlue flight back to Los Angeles. I essentially just crossed enemy lines, and I got to ride back with this this big blood right here. And nah, probably bro. hella more blood right. on the plane with them. Nah. And he's Dolo. Yeah. I ain't nah, on that <laughs> Nah. Snoop's a G just for getting on that motherfucking <laughs> yeah. plane. That man. That man say he put his head back with a, <laughs> with a, with a knife. And, and, and a blanket over. <laughs> the whole time. That's crazy. <laughs> Talking about said, we going uh, to the Tyson said, fight. I asked, I asked, I asked Parker, are you going to the fight, cuz? He ain't say nothing to us. like, that's how we riding in, cuz. <laughs> All right, I just put that knife in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're laughing. That shit ain't funny. It's not, that uh, shit is wild. I'm not getting on the plane. Yeah. That's, that's wild. The second he told me, "No, nah, your security can't come." Well, well, I ain't right, going well, either. Nah, cool. I ain't going. I'll, I'll drive on. back to LA. Once yeah. again, I had just crossed enemy lines mm -hmm. with a gang member. Mm. But I don't. Did he know? Like, did 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 someone say, "Oh, Pox mad at you because you went on and or was no?" I don't just, think he I don't knew until after. Right. That's yeah. crazy yeah. too. I don't like think he, he didn't knew know after. Like I don't th not not after. Like I don't think he knew until after he got on the plane. Yeah. Right. Like 
yo, what's Pac's problem? Right. And then I think he was informed that. Me and Pac might have had a misunderstanding right then and there, though. Like, it might have been a scuffle on the tarmac or something. Like, what's going on, man? We best friends. We BFFs two right. days ago. And now you doing right. all it? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> he said, I'll leave. <laughs> uh, anything we're missing? Um, the favorite song. You know I was at that. Favorite song on the, on the album. Yeah, I was thinking mm. about that. Well, wait. Do y'all know... Um, the G's up, hose down story. How you was, know what? You know what I, bugged I know. me out about that. So I had the tape. Exactly, it's on the cassette. I had that, like, and I kept thinking, I kept thinking, like, I know I had to pull up the record last the Isaac night. Isaac Hayes sample that they couldn't get cleared. Yeah, mm. I had to pull up the record to say, like, am I imagining this? Because he mm. says G's up, hose down all of the time. Oh, Maybe I'm confusing yeah. it. Yeah. I had one of the tapes that had G's up, hose down on it. I don't think I ever recognized that it wasn't released anymore. Yeah. Cause it's like in between uh pump pump and mm -hmm. this is for the hustles for the G's. It was like either before or in the middle and it's not on a CD. Cause and they so didn't get it cleared. I think that version's out now yeah. on like a, a special, on some like death row mm -hmm. record or something like that. Yeah. But if you go to doggy style on Apple music, it's still not it's there. Not there. Mm. Uh, it's a good song too. It sounds a lot different from, the rest of the album in my opinion yeah because it's a reinterpolation of uh, isaac hayes sample and it's weird though it's like if y'all couldn't get the sample cleared why is it on the tape so not the cd so i so i think what happened was what they do is i, th I it might be on some cds mm. right like it might be on the first press of of cds which are quicker to get out mm. than tapes right and sometimes those processes are just slow yeah. They're not definitive no's. They're mm -hmm. just, they're slow processes. Yeah. And knowing how much Dr. Dre probably dealt with Isaac Hayes Same. music group, yeah. it was like, oh, this is going to get signed off. We right. just, we've, let, let, let's get the first crop. But by the time it gets out, we'll have it cleared. Yeah. It never got cleared. Like there's a, there's different versions of the song, uh, Ready to Die. And there's different versions of me and my bitch. Yeah. That machine gun funk too. Yeah, machine gun mm -hmm. funk, the same yeah. thing. And I think I think two of those three involve Isaac Hayes, which is wild. Because yeah. I think the machine gun funk original one involves Isaac Hayes. Is it? Maybe. I think it's I think one it's, of them, I think it's many ripper. Yeah. Like, they so there's, out. there's 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 hate that shit. They they the, 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 but to, to answer your question, I think they thought it they, they it thought gonna they were gonna get cleared, cleared with no no issue. And then it got denied, and they're like, oh, "We yeah. gotta, we gotta pull what's out yeah. and press new ones." Yeah. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know if there's a tape somewhere that exists that without it. G's up and holds down on it, but I know I got the tape. Yeah, the day it came out, I was so hyped for it, and I always knew the record G's up holds down, and didn't realize there had that took it off. It, it was away. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. The um really real quick. I don't know I'm what my to, favorite song is though. I'm by trying the way. to think. Like, um, yeah, it's hard. Above the Rim was around '93, right? '94, '94. So pump, pump, pump is on that soundtrack. Pump, 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 yeah. pump, pump, yeah. pump. So That's, you talk. You see, this is the shady shit that they used to do. The dopest record on Above the Rim is Pain, for sure. And you couldn't get it for you a couldn't long get time. It everywhere. You couldn't get that because of the sample. Yeah, and you couldn't get it uh, on Apple Music. Like it came out on Apple Music. Then for for the first time, like maybe three or four years ago, 
Then Snoop bought Death Row. And then that was bad. Pulled everything off. And I'm looking for my Tupac oh, yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. not there. Yeah. And then I and that's when I realized all of the Death Row records are gone. But it's back now. It's back. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's on like, like a that's compilation a album. Oh, oh that's, I think it's on the, the No, it's on Above the Rim. Above the rim. Oh, yeah, it it's on Above the Rim. Okay. That and definitely uh, was there's another Pac record, Loyal to the Game. Okay. He had, yeah. On there he had Pump Pump, obviously Pain. And then he had the uh the other joint. So the funny thing about that soundtrack is me being young at the time. I think about the songs when they play in the music. In the, the movie, not, yep. uh, not the soundtrack. Right. Mm -hmm. So the one where he's pulling up to the uh to the to game the tournament. Yeah. And Nate Dog joint. Do we love them hoes? Uh -huh. Hell no. And why is that? Because, <laughs> because Snoop Doggy Dog. Like I just think about all that whole chronic doggy yeah. style. What's the next line? The rim. I can't remember. You don't? No. I can't <laughs> remember. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a bitch because you know. Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Like, oh, God damn it, Snoop. Snoop has the most, like, unrecitable in 2023 lyrics. Just like, nah. Just gonna have to table this part of the Snoop record and just let him sing. This yeah, song. yeah, Doggy Style could not come out right now at all. It would, yeah. It could, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The album cover, like you were talking about the album cover earlier. You know, at 11, I'm not thinking anything of it. At 13, I'm like, what the fuck? Because no. when you... The liner notes. That's it. Yeah. That's the line. Yeah. That's Crazy. it. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that is it. Because some of y'all will never know the joy in opening a <laughs> tape real. and rolling no that thing out These and reading all no them, them liner notes that just go on. It's like eight folds of notes yeah. uh, on the album. And with that one, it was eight folds of notes and cartoons, cartoons. and inappropriate. Yeah. Like <laughs> a whole damn story. A whole damn story. Doggy with titties. What the That's fuck is that? Sucking a popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> What is this? Oh, and, man. man. Ain't no fun can't come out nowadays. Oh, hell. Man. I remember they tried to keep Ain't No Fun on the radio for a while, and it just was like an instrumental. They just. They tried to play it on the radio? Oh, what? Ain't No oh, Fun. Oh, they tried to play it on the radio? Ain't before, No Fun absolutely played on the radio. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Ain't no fun. I didn't, I didn't even Ain't no fun that. used to play as as one of the one of the one of the classic joints. And then <laughs> Yo, they tried to wild. as 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 uh standards changed, mm -hmm. they'd edit a little bit more mm. and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And, and, and no now it's like, like it, like, <laughs> that's all that, you it's like, it's like get low now. Like they took skeet, skeet, skeet. It's like somebody somewhere figured out what skeet, skeet, skeet yeah. meant. We're like, Oh shit. We've got two years later. They right. took it. Up. Two years. <laughs> it was like a decade later that they figured out what that meant. Now get low is a it's a, it's another one of them <laughs> instrumental records like man I'll never forget that Dave Chappelle <laughs> said when he was like yeah white people don't know what skeet 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 means yet <laughs> some of them ain't saying some of them shoot whoever does the the NBA on ABC music ain't figured out what shake that monkey is oh, the king <laughs> the kings and warriors were playing and shake that monkey was dropping I was like hey what are you all doing what do you think uh, what Soldier Boy was talking about? Oh shit! <laughs> Wait about what? What Soldier Boy? Uh, crank. Oh, yeah. the crank that. Yeah. Oh Superman wow! That yeah, out. Superman mm -hmm. that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they're gonna figure that one. <laughs> Somebody just, need to oh, stop. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep playing this song. Yeah, <laughs> Superman that. Oh, what?
Yeah, I hated that damn song. Oh, it was awful. Just was. awful. Like that. That song come on today, though. I'm like, I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes you should lie. Sometimes it. you should lie to us. I'm gonna make you a playlist with. I don't that know if I'm playing it in the car. Hurricane Chris and not Hurricane Chris. Hey, baby. Oh. I don't even like. Uh, I don't even like. What's the other one? Uh, Tipsy. I don't like Tipsy. Oh, oh, I, t- I didn't mind Tipsy. Tipsy was a smash yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah but Tipsy I'm saying now. Now, oh, I could, I, yeah, that's a quick. That's one, a quick. Skin. It comes to two to the three. What about Mims? This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because you're not. That's a whole other man. That's yeah. early 2000. Oh, was a oh no. rough. We got to we 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 do an episode on Bro, that. that might, uh, I ain't even gonna lie to you. The decade of shit yeah. coming up that, next. I ain't gonna lie to you. That might be the worst era in hip hop. Yeah, so bad. Might be. <laughs> so There's so a bad. Strong case for it for sure. Uh, make sure following the dope. Make sure you're following the dope ones across social media platforms. I am K Diddy at Damian Barling. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show here. Whether we are on YouTube, you can hit the thumbs up. You can leave comments here in the comment section as well. For those that are watching, uh, you can also shoot us uh, any thoughts and notes, of course, on Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. Wherever you are, we appreciate you for being with us. We'll be back here next Thursday with another episode of Corners of the Coast. Peace.